The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss strategies with innovative technology to create virtual experiences. Joining us is Daniel Moss, who is the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath, which empowers organizations to host more meaningful, inspiring online events. Yesterday, Daniel and I talked about next-level virtual event production, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about virtual event promotion. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. Daniel, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much, Ben. Excited to have you back and to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about the infrastructure, the setup. I'm going to run a virtual event. What do I need? I need to get a microphone, a camera, some lights, an Ethernet cable. I need to be prepared. I need to have my notes ready. I need to make sure that I'm going to look professional. And there's some graphics you can add here, there, all sorts of bells and whistles. But at the end of the day, none of that work actually means anything if no one shows up to your virtual event. So talk to me about actually getting virtual butts in virtual seats. How do you promote a virtual event these days? A lot of it transfers from your in-person marketing. I got started about 20 years ago with in-person event marketing, doing all types of events from workshops, festivals, conferences, concerts, even tours, organizing, let's say, paid ad campaigns, email marketing, social, street teams. So I've tried and coached people on all sorts of angles. A couple of years ago, for example, we did a hybrid event where it was a first year festival that was sort of the apex of a three-day summit. And this was a really big undertaking. We went big with, in this case, Facebook paid advertising, organic outreach, email marketing, influencer marketing. We did radio, paid ads, street team. Like you really go big when it's the big event of your year. You want to bring in all your channels. Multi-channel marketing is the name of the game. You probably heard that You need to hear a message many times before you pay attention to it, right? So you want to get them on all your channels. That number changes all of the time. It's seven, it's 12, it's 24. Yeah, I'm not quoting a single number. People need to hear you multiple times to listen to what you're saying. (laughs) I totally agree. But it's so important to have that name recognition. So I'm also a big fan of retargeting ads, like we were talking about 
before the show. One of the most cost-effective methods of marketing, you need to be showing your ads to people you know who care. So putting a, a tracking pixel on your event landing page is one of the first steps that you should plan for in your marketing campaign. Daniel, I understand what you're talking about when it comes to multi-channel marketing and needing lots of impressions. You can't just say, I'm going to run a Facebook campaign and expect people to show up to your ads. You can't just necessarily send an email. But let's take it back a level and talk about sort of the fundamentals and the foundation of why someone should actually show up to your event. We're all busy. What are some of the ways that you show your value prop? It's a great question. It's such an important part of marketing anything, including an event. But for some reason, sometimes people overlook that with event marketing. They think that their audience is just pre-sold and all they need to do is say, hey, it's us, we're having an event. You should pay and you should show up. But it's not the case. No matter how passionate people are about your brand, they have busy lives and there's things that you're competing for their attention and time, even with a free event. So you wanna ask yourself and ask your team, what's the main reason that people really come to this event? Is it for the speakers and the content? Is it for the networking? Is it for the impact that it's going to make on their life or their career? How is it going to change them? And focus on that number one key thing throughout all your marketing. So if it's your speakers that are just incredible, you're going to feature them on all of your ads and your copy and your messaging. If it's the networking and you're doing a virtual event, then you're going to feature how are you pulling that off in an online event, right? And talk about and show examples of how you're connecting people. Do you have some unique elements to your event and that specific thing? Like if it's networking and you're going virtual, maybe you have AI recommended connections that are going to pair people up based on their topics of interest, like we mentioned yesterday. So bringing in all the components that build up your story about why this is unique, how it's impactful, how it's different, how it's better. Think about what experiential elements you have in your event that are beyond the education, going to make this fun, memorable. And then lastly, I would say, what makes your event exclusive, right? Do you have any limited time urgency factors or exclusivity factors? Like maybe think about having some VIP segment of your event or an invite only event. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. 
That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So there's multiple different layers there, understanding your value prop, understanding what you can provide in terms of interesting content to content consumers, networking to the networkers, breakout sessions, speaking opportunities for the influencers, or there's going to be different reasons why people participate in an event depending on who they are. So this sounds a little bit like a marketing exercise where you've got to segment your user base. You got to figure out who your ideal customer profile is, what their value prop is, and then figure out the delivery method. So what's the secret for event marketing specifically that's different from, you know, your regular run-of-the-mill marketing? What are the channels that work the most? Email is number one, like most marketing, probably Facebook, number two for a lot of people. And I would say SMS depends on your audience, but SMS is number one for some of our audiences and top three for others because of your engagement rates. Similar to Facebook Messenger, SMS gets probably four times the engagement rate of an email. However, your email list is probably your largest, biggest asset. So you want to maximize all these things. And yeah, it's not that different from marketing another type of product or service. But of course, you've got the content is around your speakers, your date, the elements of the event, focusing on the sessions, the content, your sponsors. But it is very similar. Two schools of thought when it comes to running an event. One, plan the event far, far in advance. Get people to be aware, put it on their calendar, make sure it's there, remind them, sell in advance. And the other one is announce the event relatively close to when it's actually happening, get enthusiasm so people aren't saying, oh yeah, I forgot I registered for that thing like a year ago. What camp do you live when it comes into the timing to start your marketing before an event? I would say with paid events, you want to market early. And with free events, generally, you want to market closer to the event. I would really recommend at least two months in advance for a paid event But I mean, it really depends on the size of the event as well. If you're looking to get thousands of people to your event, you want to have months in advance of promotion. If you're looking to get hundreds or you have a really strong audience who's going to subscribe anyway, and then you need less, maybe two to four weeks. And it also, if you have a higher cadence, a more frequency of events, then you don't want to overlap those marketing campaigns quite as much. So keep all those factors together. And then the last thing is just maybe you don't get your speakers confirmed (laughs) soon enough. Often it's just people are marketing late because they have to, and it's just the reality of the thing. So making sure that you get your marketing team in place, you have your graphics, your channels, your sponsors, everybody knows in advance, but then you maybe only have four weeks or so to promote. Once everything is ready, make sure your ducks are in a line so that it can launch really quickly. You know, there's been movies made about how hard it is to conduct events. Get them to the Greek, get the rock star on stage, out of the hotel, away from the girls, and be able to speak coherently. Hey, this is like a Jonah Hill movie waiting to happen. So moral of the story here, as much as I kid around about the exciting nature of running events... There are a lot of logistics that go into this. It is not just segmenting your user base, figuring out what channels. On the back end, you actually have to sometimes house people, get speakers in the right place at the right time, whether it's digital or whether it's in person. And then you got to worry about actually pulling the event off on the day of the event. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. 
So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. Join us again tomorrow when Daniel and I are going to wrap up our conversation talking about engagement in virtual events. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Daniel, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is weandgoliath.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.